0: But God is good uh, all the time. God is just checking to see if y'all are paying attention, amen. So this morning I am really excited—not just because it's Fourth of July, but I am really excited about this message, this new series we're going to start today. It's really a message that was birthed from my personal life, and so I am going to be preaching to myself today. Is that okay? Y'all know your pastors are far from perfect. And as the Lord was giving me this message, it just I realized that I am in this place. Uh, And we are going to be talking today in the next foreseeable couple weeks about this thought, this idea, this actual promise from God called the crushing. Doesn't that sound so warm and welcoming? Y'all say that with me the crushing the crushing. There is a season of crushing if you believe in God. And so we are going to be talking about this place, this season, this thing that God oftentimes, sometimes has to do in our lives. And so if you got a neighbor this morning or Ah, uh, you're sitting next to your sweetie. Go ahead and tell them. If you're sitting alone, y'all just speak out loud and say to yourself, we won't think you're crazy, I promise. We're all going to say it together. But look at anybody you're sitting next to and say, hey, because God loves you. God loves you. Y'all sound so good. Because God loves you. Say it one more time. God loves you. Sometimes, Sometimes he has to crush you. He has to crush you. Amen. Because God loves you, sometimes He has to start over. Sometimes He has to crush us to remind us who's God, who's the potter, uh, and who's the clay. You know, we're just a, a bunch of lumps of clay this morning in the house of God. We're just a bunch of lumps of clay if you're watching us from home this morning. And we have to be reminded that when things don't go the way that I planned or thought they was going to go, or why are you doing this, God, I have to remind myself, God, you're God, and I trust you. So this message is going to be about all of these things, having to start over, having to trust God, allowing God to take me to a deeper place. And knowing that his ways are for my good. And you know, if God is crushing us, he's is starting over, that means he's actually beginning to do a new thing. Right? That's good news. He, he's going to do a new thing in our lives. And so I have to remind myself that when I feel crushed, he's still working even though the things in my life may seem like they're not working. Come on, somebody. Right? And even though I feel crushed, God's still got me. I'm actually, if I feel crushed, it's because I'm in the hands of God. That's a good place to be. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm really excited about what this is going to do. As I was praying and seeking the Lord going through this, I really feel like I began to see God began to show me people in our church that are in a crushing season. And there's hope in a crushing season. Amen. There is so much hope in a crushing season. So let's look at that first point as we kick this off this morning. And so I just want to lay some foundational truths. Uh, I'm going to prove to you that a crushing season is real in the Word of God, but we have to remember that there's a time and place and season for everything under the sun, the Bible says. right? So God says there's a time, a place, and a season for everything. If you're paying attention, say this with me. Everything. right? For all things, God has a reason even for the toughest and most disappointing moments of our lives that do not go the way that we planned. You know what? Sometimes in life we can get blindsided. Whoa, where the heck did that come from? Why am I going through this season, God? Why do I feel this way? God, I'm doing each and everything that you are calling me to do, and why do I still feel this way? Did you know that sometimes we take ourselves out of the will of God? Yes, we sin and fall short of the glory of God. But do you know what? Sometimes when you are actually in the perfect will of God, you can get blindsided, and you feel crushed, and you're like, man, I was going this way for, for maybe two months or two weeks or two years, and now I have to start all over, it's because you're in a crushing season. Even when we're following God, sometimes we have to start over. And so God has, hear me, write this down, God has plans even for the unplanned of our lives. Don't stress out. If something's caught you off guard, if you've been blindsided by life or or hurt by somebody you never thought would hurt you. God has plans for the unplanned. He's God. (laughs) He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's not stressing. You're stressing. But you don't have to stress if you put your stress into one. He wants to use these things for our good. He even has purpose for your pain. Y'all, Jesus had to experience pain. Right? Right? We have to experience pain in this life. There's purpose even in the pain. And I mean, let's look at Ecclesiastes 3, 1, um, chapter 3, verse 1. I love the book of Ecclesiastes. It's King Solomon. Many think and say that he's the wisest person to ever live, right? And, and the beginning of chapter 3, he starts off, he says, for everything. Somebody say Everything. There is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And then he goes on for about the next eight verses. And for time's sake, I, I left that out for us. But he goes on and he says there's a time, for, time for, for life, a time for death, a time for peace, a time for war, a time for, for joy, a time for sorrow. And church, there is a time when God has to crush us and start over to rebuild us. There are times when I miss God and I need to be reminded I need to be crushed. He wants to get our attention. There is a time and a season and a place for everything under the sun, the Bible says. And the Lord was showing me, I preach this a lot and it's true, that this faith is a long, somebody say long, Long. distance race. Everybody agree with that? And so, but in my mind, Lord was just challenging me. That is true. You got to set a pace for victory. If you're going to live for Jesus, it's not a sprint. If you sprint in this life of faith, you're going to find yourself worn out, beat up, discouraged. And so, life is one one day at a time, one step at a time. Living for Jesus is the same way. One day at a time, one step at a time. But the Lord was just challenging me that it's not really a continuous race. What do I mean by that? The Lord was just showing me life is a series of starts and stops. It's a series of starts and stops. I, I, I go this way for a season. God's got me pouring all my, my time, my energy, my efforts into this ministry or into this, this thing that I'm doing that I love, this, this thing that I'm doing for my family or for my church or whatever it is. You fill in the blank. But sometimes there's a time and place and season for everything. And sometimes that season, you know, seasons start and they stop. We have four of them, right? They start and they stop. And so based upon my response when God crushes me, when he wants to start over, when I have to go back to start, your victory is hinged upon your response in that season, in that moment. Y'all remember the game Monopoly? Anybody remember that game? There's a point in that game where something happens, I can't remember, but it says, uh, what does it say? You have to go back to go and do not collect and start over, right? Were you that kid that chucked the dice and threw a temper tantrum when you got to go back to go and do not collect your $200 and start over? The Lord just showed me that a lot of times that's how we spiritually look and act, and God's saying it's not even maybe something you did wrong or something that you, you missed. It's just something that I want to do. I need to start over this area and this season in your life. And I have to start from scratch. And God can definitely do that. Look at 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. It says, so humble yourselves under. Somebody say under. When you're crushed, do you know that you are under? the authority of God, the mighty power of God, it says. It says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the what? The right time. There's a time a place and season for everything and at the right time he will what? Lift you up. He will raise you up. God doesn't do every, anything out of the ordinary. He does everything for a specific purpose and reason. In verse 7 it says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. He loves you. He's never going to do anything that is going to on purpose cause you pain. Everything that he does is for a specific purpose, for a specific reason, to build you up even stronger than you are now. You may think that I'm doing, you know what, Pastor Ian, I am doing awesome. I'm doing, like, he wants to take you even higher and make you even better if you're, if you're really doing good in the faith. We never reach this place where we just stop growing, right? And so, but there is nothing more humbling than a crushing season. Anybody ever been there? And what I'm talking about, a lot of hands. Maybe you're there now. Are you there now? Raise your hand. I'm gonna raise both my hands because I'm there now. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm gonna share why this message is for me this morning. But crushing is a real place, it's a real feeling. I just want to impart hope to you if you've been there or you're there right now there's actually no better place to be no better place to start over than if I'm in the hands of God if you believe in Jesus there's hope hey but if you're here this morning you're watching online and you don't believe in Jesus he's not your Lord and Savior man that's got to be step number one I promise you there'll be a moment today where you can make that decision make that step to make God and Jesus Christ your Lord you have to start there and so if you feel crushed, know that if you're in the hands of God, he can build you up. He's the potter, and he wants to do something brand new in our lives. I have to trust that God's ways are better even when I can't see them, when it's painful, when I can't comprehend his ways we spent Three or four weeks on a message a while back, right? The kingdom of God being upside down and backwards. His ways are high, right? His thoughts are not our thoughts, Isaiah says. And so faith is outside. Somebody say outside. Outside of your comprehension. Come on, somebody. You can write that down. That's for free. Faith is outside of your comprehension. If you can comprehend it, why do you need to believe in Jesus? And so if I feel crushed, I just have to know that I have to trust God. That he's doing something good for me. He wants to start something new so that he can take me. Miss Jennifer gave it an awesome... He can catapult me. This line's right up with our word today. Catapult me to where he wants to put me, where he wants to plant me, wherever it is. And trusting that process, right? Trusting a God that sometimes I can't even feel. I'm just being real. I'm just being honest, But it's outside, my faith is outside of my feelings, my emotions, and my comprehension of what I can think in my carnal mind. I have to trust Him with my life and in my spirit. So look at that next point. So there's a season, a time and place for everything. There's a season for crushing. And so sometimes when we find ourselves at a spiritual crossroads where we must accept our mistakes, go back to start, Without collecting $200 and allow God to begin, somebody say begin, something totally new in our lives. We will be calling this spiritual intersection of life the crushing season. I said that the crushing season is a real place, it has a real feeling, and you have to be filled up every single day. Being filled up, being free is your responsibility. I've already said that this morning during worship. And so if you are going to survive a crushing season, you got to be in his word every single day. You got to be surrounded by people that love and care about you. You got to be surrounded by people that will pray for you. Because if you don't see that it's God doing the crushing, the enemy will what? Deceive us into thinking that it's from something else. He comes in, he wants us to to feel stressed and to feel worried and to be short-tempered and to to not walk in the fullness and the full potential in Christ. right? And so the crushing season is actually for our benefit, but it's a real place. And so crushing, this is the good news. Crushing means when God is going to do something new, it means the end of something old and the beginning of something new. Just as any old season, you know, Fall, winter, summer, we're in summer now, in springtime. A season has its season, it starts, and then it ends. God doesn't crush us for no reason. It's the end of something old, but it's the beginning of something new. And if you're in a crushing season, it's because he is trying to tear down what doesn't belong, And to build back what He originally ordained. Somebody say originally. originally. To build back what He originally ordained. That thing that He originally placed inside of you. That we've either on our own accord fallen short of the glory. Wandered off the wrong path. That He wants to restore Or that thing that maybe just hasn't happened yet because the timing is not right, and so now he's crushing me, and maybe the sign of crushing is he's saying, the time is now. Come on, somebody. Now's I, when I want to cultivate that thing in your life. Now's when I want to nip that character defect out of your life. Now's when I want you to begin to walk in forgiveness. Now's when I want you to actually begin to believe and have faith for that thing that the enemy's trying to steal and snuff out of your life. Now's the time I want to crush you to build you back better, stronger and wiser. because that was my original idea. that was my original ordination of what I placed inside of you. Look at Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. And this is really where we get this promise of a crushing season. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible, one of my favorite uh, couple verses. And so this verse really came alive to me. And so this morning we're going to read it together, chapter 18, verses 1 through 6. Verse 1, it says, The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah the prophet. He said, Go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel, but as the jar. Somebody say jar. He was making did not turn out as he hoped, so he, what? Crushed it. it. Say that again. He Crushed crushed it. Underline that. Highlight that. Circle that. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Such a simple process. He didn't stress. He didn't fuss. It just didn't turn out. He just crushed it. Didn't lose no time and just began to start over. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. He just began to start over. Verse 5, then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel... Can I not do this to you as the potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hands, so you are in my hand. Go ahead and you can put your name in the place of Israel in that scripture today. Oh, Ian, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? If you are in the hands of God, God can always, somebody say always, start over. See, we have this thing in our mind where I think I'm the one starting over. God, don't you see I was doing this for a year, two years. I've been going down this track, and now I have to start all the way over. No, I'm not starting over. God is starting over for me. I have to rest in his provision. I have to just be the empty vessel. Tell your neighbor, you just got to be an empty vessel. Just jars of clay, lumps of clay. God's the creator. God's the potter. He's the one that ordains. He's the one that calls. He's the one that places purpose. My my job as the clay is not to think about what God is trying to do in my life. Come on, somebody. I trust in His magnificence, I have to trust in His glory, in His righteousness. And you know, God doesn't just make junk, right? You are a masterpiece that he is sculpting every single day if you're in relationship with him. Amen. He has no regrets about you, no regrets about your life, no regrets about even where you are or where you're, where you're headed, even if you're headed in the wrong direction. Right? And that's another reminder of why we always need to surrender to this crushing season. So let's look at that next point. We have to surrender, right? Because because crushing hurts. As God holds us and shapes us and chips away, it hurts, but it has purpose. Even in the kingdom of God, we, the church, we are not exempt from failures, right? Everyone fails. Disappointments, excuse me, broken dreams, unexpected surprises, or having to start over. In this life, failure is not optional, it's definite. Somebody say definite. It's definite. We may fail, but guess what? Our God won't. Right? Our God won't fail. I'm human. I mess up. I fall. I have failures. I have shortcomings. I have character defects. I have a temper. Nine times out of ten, if there's an issue, it's probably you, right? It's probably me. And I need to pray and seek God. And God, am I the problem in the middle of this issue? Is it me? Right? And so we all fail. Failure in this life is not an option for us. It it happens. Like I said, even when you're chasing God with everything that you have, you can fail. You will fail. And in those moments when you fail, your response and your faith has to still be in You didn't fail because he failed. You failed maybe because it wasn't even anything you did. Sometimes circumstances in life just come against us. And sometimes our best is not enough. His grace is enough. But he wants to do something in and through those moments of our life. So... Stop trying to fix those things, those failures with other people, other places, other things. Maybe you think I failed because I'm in the wrong place or I failed because I was in the wrong wrong relationship. You may have, you may not have, but you just have to trust God that God is the only one that can fix it and you. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father are the only one that can fix it, the problem, the issue, and you. And so even though I fail, I still have to believe and rise up and stand up again, right? Look at Proverbs 24, 16. Who knows? that? I know y'all are super smart, The righteous may fall, right? How many times? Seven times. And what? They rise up. They rise up again. But the wicked, they shall fall by calamity. So we got to get up. We got to rise up out of the ashes and the disappointments and the blind blind sides of life. You got to rise up, church. A righteous man, a righteous woman continues to get up. They get punched, they get knocked down, they get up. We just got off a series, right? Fight for your fields. You all know you have a field to fight for. Each time the enemy comes against your life, you got to get up. And you fight in the faith of what you believe, that your victory is only going to come by him, through him, from him. Right? Look at Isaiah 41.10. It says, do not fear, for I am with you, God says. Do not, do not, excuse me, be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. His righteous right hand is available to you if you want it. The same thing about his righteous right hand being available to us as I'm fighting is also that same hand that's crushing us and molding us and shaping us and forming us and making us into something bigger, better, stronger, more beautiful, more wise than anything we could ever see, think, feel, or imagine. That type of power, that type of grace, that type of love, that type of favor, somebody say favor, is available to us every single day, every day. Look at Isaiah 58, 11. It says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Even in a sun-scorched land, that's... A fancy way of saying desert. <laughs> when you're in a crushing season, it may feel like you are in the desert. You are dry. You can't see how God is going to work this out for your good. You believe it, but you can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't. You just have to trust. And He says, "Even in the sun scorched land, I will strengthen your frame." And He says, "You will be like a well watered garden, like a spring whose waters what." Never fail. We may fail, but your Father will never fail. It's in those moments, in those places of those dry lands or in that crushing season where I'm the clay on the potter's wheel and I can't comprehend what God is doing. I have to trust His ways and know that He will not fail and that it may, even though it may look this way, feel this way, God says that I can, and he will, and he will meet my needs. Not just meet my needs, but supply even over greater abundance and expectation. God provides the needs for the things you're not even praying for yet. The things that you don't even know that you know that you need right now, he's making a way. He's making a way for those things in your life that you need that you don't even know that you need right now. And in the crushing season, I was praying, I I feel like the Lord showed me, it's in the crushing moments that God is doing a new thing for a reason because he wants to set me up for success so that I'm ahead of the, the game, ahead of the enemy on that thing that's about to come. And so he has to prepare me for that thing that's in the future. He has to prepare me and equip me. For that thing that I've yet to walk in and through, and so that when that when that thing comes, now I can walk in victory. Now I can experience the joy and the excitement of the things of God, because He's prepared me. I'm ready to go. Right, and so if you stay, somebody say stay, stay in God's hands. You will be taken care of. I promise you. The thing is, in these moments, you have to stay put. You have to stay and trust the process, trust him, and trust his ways. Look at that next point. So in the midst of a crushing season, it can be painful. It can be discouraging, and even at times, confusing. We ask God, why and how? This is painful, Lord. Why, why am I going through this? But it's necessary. Highlight that. Underline that. It's, God doesn't just do anything just for the sake of doing stuff. We're humans. We just do random stuff sometimes, don't we? Out of behavior, just, just the sake of routine or uh, habits or addiction. We just, we just do things for no reason. God's not that way. It may be painful. It may be uh, confusing. But God is doing it for a reason, right? This is how God revives us. When he crushes us. This is how he restores us, how he molds us, how he shapes us. God's crushing always has a cause. There's always a reason behind it, right? And its effects are pretty major and they're pretty clear and they're pretty evident. Its effects are simple. They remind us that God's God and I'm not, right? The effects are pretty simple and clear. It's a reminder that God's God and I'm not. But when God crushes us, it's how he revives us. Brings us back to life. He ain't stressing out starting over. We are. And so if we could get past that, I could see that he's doing a new thing for my good. It's funny, you know, when, uh, when somebody's getting revived, what do they do? They got to they apply pressure. They got to pump, right? God is doing that for a lot of us. He's applying pressure and he's pumping us back to life, resensitizing us to the fact that I'm not God. Come on, somebody. And God, I see you. And God, I feel you. And he begins to mold us and shape us. And you know what? Sometimes I feel God. Sometimes I don't don't see God. But you know what's cool about a potter's wheel? Did y'all know that it spins? Did y'all know that? Y'all still awake? I ain't born you to death, am I? So as the potter molds, he can also spin his wheel. And so sometimes, as God's molding you and shaping you, you're facing God. And you say, God, you're so good. I trust you. But then he spins you around. (laughs) Now I can't see God. Lord, what is this? Then he spins you back around. And I see him again. And I trust him. And I love him. Right? Sometimes you see God. Sometimes you don't. That's part of the process of being crushed and molded and shaped. You just have to trust that he's doing it for good, right? That he's doing it for good. Look at uh, 1 Peter 4.19. It says, so if you are in suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who what? Created you. For he will what? never fail you. There it is again. Trust in him, he will not fail you. That dream, that future that you, you're praying for, that you're believing for, if you trust in him, he will not fail you. He, he always finishes what he starts. Even though he crushes us and he starts over, he's going to finish what he started. Right? He's going to finish what he started. God has a reason for everything that he does. He's God, period. And so this is where the message has really got real for me because Y'all know that I worked for uh, a pest control company. Well, it was Target Pest Control out of Coleman. And so the last couple months, we actually got the news that the company, the owner of our company, who was a great Christian man, was selling the business and getting out and retiring with a new company called Northwest exterminating. A big corporation was going to come in and take us over. I actually got that news uh, on Good Friday. (laughs) Uh, the couple days before Easter. And really, ever since then, it's been week in and week out, not knowing what's going to stay the same, what's going to change. Anybody ever been through a season at work? That's where you, that's where you provide for your family, right? That's, you're basically everything that you do. And change is supposed to be a positive thing, but it can be a challenging thing. And so recently, it's just been exponentially changing. As of July 1st, just a couple days ago, we officially, uh, Target ceases to exist, and Northwest exterminating is who I work for. And it's in this season that I'm, I feel like I am starting over. I was with Target for five years, almost six years already, which is crazy. It blows my mind. But I was wrestling and fighting with God. God, I have to start. I'm, I'm working now for a corporation that is multi- I'm talking major. I felt like I was a shining star at Target Pest Control. And now I'm working for, I used to work for Keith Chandler. Amazing, mighty man of God. I felt like when I went to work every single day, I was working directly for him. He would call. He would check up on you. I took care of my customers. I'm still going to take care of my customers. But now I'm just working for Joe Blow that I have no idea. And one day I was just venting to Pastor Jessica. And she might tell you I've been a little challenging to live with the last couple of weeks at home. <laughs> She's nodding her head over here if you're watching online just in case you can't see her. She's agreeing with her pastor. You know, and men, the Lord give you a wife, the word says that a man who finds a wife finds favor with the Lord. And so, as men, we don't necessarily want to open up and share what we're struggling with. But my struggles were evident to her because she had to live with me, right? And so she kept on and kept on. And finally, I just told her and it just kind of came out. And she said, baby, you just, your perspective's wrong. Nothing's really changing. It's all about your customers still, right? I said, yeah. I said, but you know, in six years of working with Target Pest Control, there was never one morning I woke up and dreaded going to work. I was blessed. I still am blessed in Jesus' name. But in the last month or so, almost every single morning I woke up, I'm like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And maybe a lot of you are like, dude, that's me every single day. You still got to go get up and go to work, right? But she said, It's you have, Pastor Jessica challenged me, it's it's in your perspective. You have what you say. And so even your pastor can get off track. And so as I was walking through this and going through this, the Lord just reminded me that nothing's really changed. I'm doing a new thing because I want to bring some things outside of you and, and nip and cut some things out that don't belong in Jesus' name. And I'm still going to be a shiny star at Northwest Exterminating in Jesus' name. If I do your pest control, raise your hand in this place. Yeah, a couple of you, a couple of you. Nothing's going to change in Jesus' name. Right? I'm in a crushing season, and I have to trust him and his ways in Jesus' name. Look at Psalms uh, 111, 2 through 3. It says, how amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in Him should ponder them. Everything He does reveals the glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Everything that He does reveals His glory. If we stay put and allow Him to do the God thing, and I just do the clay thing, He'll reveal His glory over and over and over and over in my life. If I, just, if I just do the clay thing and let him do the God thing, he'll just continue to reveal his glory over and over again. He'll spin me around, and I'll see him, and I'll praise him. And I won't see him or feel him, but I just trust in him. I praise him. And then I see him again. I say, God, mold me and shape me and crush me if you see fit and bring out those good things in my life, right? And it's especially when we don't understand. Our faith is outside of our comprehension when that revelation comes, and I see that he does all the things that he does and all the things that he's doing for me. And then look at Jeremiah 18.6. We've already read it, but I want to give it to us again just to reaffirm trusting his process. And it says, "Oh Israel, go ahead and put your name there this morning. Oh, Ian, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so you are in my hand. As the, the potter just... Start it over. Can I not do that in your life? So if you, if you are feeling that way today also, if you're feeling that you're in a crushing season, have hope. But if so, I want to ask you, are you in His hands? Or have you taken yourself outside of His hands? Right? Because if you're outside of His hands... We find ourselves mad, stressed out, angry, frustrated, short-tempered, worried. That was me. I, I, I mean, I was in God's hands, but I, I figuratively, literally spiritually, was trying to, to take on all these challenges and changes and just do it in my own strength. Can I, does that make sense to anybody? Anybody? And so if the answer is yes, then stop. You can stop being mad. You can stop feeling frustrated. You can stop being stressed because look at that last point, right? Life's many tests, trials, and tribulations can leave us feeling crushed, but we are not defeated. You can feel crushed, but you're not defeated. You're not. Devil, not today. I'm not defeated. I may feel crushed, but I'm in his hands, right? It's on the potter's wheel that we get a fresh start, like a fresh spring morning. After winter, the dark of winter and the cold of winter, there's a fresh start, a fresh spring in our lives that God wants to rise up. A spring of flowing water in life, right? In the Father's hands, there's always hope and peace is always available in the provider's palms. The best start you could ever possibly wish for, see, think, feel, or have for your life is in the hands of God in his hands. I almost renamed this message, in his hands. But it has to start with the crushing. He crushes us in his hands, and he builds us up in his hands. He blesses us through his hands. He fixes us through his hands. He revives us through his hands. He restores us through his hands. Are you in his hands? Are you in his hands? God wants to get you to the destination of the promise, but he wants to give you power, peace, and hope while you're waiting to get there. There's a destination a promise for Ian, but before I can get there, he wants me to walk in joy, peace, and hope, and power and authority as I'm waiting to get to that place. It's the same for you today. He wants to give you those things as you wait. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. The Lord reminded me of this scripture It's so awesome because it it lines up with what that point just said. And it says, but we have this treasure in what? Jars. Jars of clay. Our lives are just empty vessels. We are just jars of clay, lumps of clay. We have this promise, this treasure of Jesus Christ and what it means, right? And it says to show that this is all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side and we are but what? not crushed, actually, not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, and not, what? Destroyed. You may feel crushed. God may actually be crushing you, but guess what? You're not destroyed because he's fixing to do a new thing. He's fixing to do a new thing. I may feel crushed. He may actually be crushing me, but I'm not destroyed. In Jesus' name. I am being remade and resurrected in Jesus' name. Remade and resurrected in Jesus' name. He crushes us so that he can resurrect us. I'll say that again. He crushes us so that he can resurrect us in real life, peace, and freedom. Look at Psalms 34, 17 through 18, and I'm going to close. It says the righteous... The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them, and He delivers them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are what? Crushed in spirit. If you feel crushed in spirit, God is there. He is close to those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit, whose dreams have been dashed, who maybe lost a loved one, who've been blindsided. And the enemy wants to come in and try and cut you off from the only thing that can help you, which is the blood of Christ. And God says, I see your pain. I see what you're going through. And the only way to get out of this is to stay in my hands and trust me and I will deliver. Somebody say deliver. Deliver you. Amen. He will deliver us. If you're in a crushing season, have joy, have peace, have hope because our God, the Bible says, finishes what he starts We may think I'm starting over. I may think that I had to start over with a brand new company. I'm not starting over. God's doing the starting over for me. He's gone before me. I'm in his hands. His promises are yes and amen in my life. And I'm going to continue to do my best for him, who he is, and what he's done in my life. Amen, in Jesus' name. Y'all pray with me. Father God, Lord, we love you. We thank you. I thank you for the crushing season. God, it's where we're crushed that we're reminded of how powerless we really are. We may be powerless, God, but your righteous, victorious right hand, God, what can't you do through our lives? What types of things can't you bless us with and help us with? Lord, and so I pray for each and every person here today. God, if if they're in that place, God, impart peace right now. God, impart joy. Impart your vision to them. Show them how much they're loved. Show show them how much they're blessed. Show them that they're more than conquerors. All the things that you're doing for them in this moment right now. In Jesus' name. If you're here this morning and you've never made that decision, I promised you earlier that there'd be a moment you can accept uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord today. That moment's come. I want to ask you if you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today. I know before I was born again and accepted Christ, I talk about crushed. I was in a perpetual state of a crushing season, but it wasn't necessarily from God, it was from my own crushing and the world's crushing. When the world crushes you, they don't want to build you back up. They just want to crush you and leave you there. So if that's you today, I want to help you rise up out of the ashes of life and disappointments and sin. Rise up out of sin today and life in Jesus' name. So if that's you right now, I want you to do something. We're all praying for you. No one's watching. No one's looking. But I want you to do something to show me that you've heard the message from God today. I want you just to stand up. Just stand up right now. No one's watching. No one's looking. Just stand up if, you're, if you hear God saying, I, I want to be your father. I love you. I forgive you. If you want to be born again today and you want to be grafted in, adopted into the family of God, a forever family, I will never leave you. I will always be there for you. I will fight for you. I will give you an opportunity to stand up right now. A few more seconds. Accept Christ. Amen. Somebody could be doing this online. I don't know if they are or not. So y'all repeat after me as I say a prayer in case somebody is receiving Christ online right now so Heavenly Father God we love you and we thank you for your son right now I accept him his life and his promises I believe in him and everything that he said and now I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life Holy Spirit help me every single day for the rest of my life until you call me home.